Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. Have you ever wondered how to break free of the operating system that says you must actually fix that which is not healed before you get on with living your purpose fully? What if that is just simply not true? Hi, I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio, founder of the Baca Journey, an illuminator, mentor, and guide for those who are on the cusp of their next step, personally, professionally, spiritually. And I'm inviting you today to come dance with the extraordinary Jennifer Huff, seer, alchemist, and best-selling author, and step into the hologram of humanity to embody deeper truths about who we are. This will be an unforgettable experience together. I got to experience Jennifer Huff last weekend. I got, got to be with her, got to be with her for three days and experience her, her genius, her magic, her extraordinary willingness to bring through that which humanity is needing today and that which absolutely transforms us at the deepest cellular level. Jennifer sees the world and individuals holographically and then she cre has created these experiential programs to embody our human potential. Her unique superpowers activate your cells to upgrade to experience true fulfillment. Then receiving, and you know I talk a lot about receiving, mm -hmm. effortless as the universe responds to your congruence. Jennifer is all about embodying who you are on the fast track. Welcome, Jennifer Huff. I am just so excited to be here with you today. I just, uh, this is a real blessing. Well, I'm happy to be here, Laurie, especially, especially after spending some time with you and just getting to know you a little bit more. I, I know that uh, I know we have lots to talk about. So I'm so happy to have a venue where we can expand upon consciousness together and include everybody who's listening in that. Exactly. Exactly. What fun we get to have. Right. So good. So you say, you know, what if it's not true that you don't need to fix whatever one believes is not healed? And, and my way of saying this, you know, what if you don't need to keep on healing? So I'm going to start with the, with the assumption that that is just not true. Well, there, there, you know, in the evolution of consciousness, remember, so the fundamental premise that people forget we say it all the time, sort of like a platitude, but we actually cellularly don't get how true it is. Think about it. You hear uh, so many people say that we are creator consciousness in human form, or we're God as human, or we're, you know, uh, consciousness in a three-dimensional body, or, you know, they, people say it a million different ways. And there's a perspective that goes missing because so many people say it as a just in passing flippantly mm -hmm. the truth is that the meaning of that is quite profound all of consciousness meaning 
the original subatomic particles that then became the idea of an atom, that then became atomic particles, that then became the totality of subatomic particles and atomic particles, that contain all of the wisdom that was ever formulated in this beautiful three-dimensional and multi-dimensional reality then gave birth to us at some point, and we contain the wisdom from, from those original, um, original, there was nothing, now there's something. So we're made of that subatomic space and of those atoms. That's a huge concept, but then, if we imagine that creation created all of that in order to understand itself better and also see what's possible, dance with that space, be mm -hmm. able to create upon creation, it means we quite literally are particles of that which wants to understand itself, expand upon itself in total harmony, and find ever more ways towards more fluidity and expanding our capacity to receive and send love. It's the fabric of the universe. And we are threads in that fabric that are constantly looking towards discovering ourselves, finding more flow and experiencing more love. That's where we live. So if that's where we live, and that's who we are, and that's what the fabric of our beingness is, then um, to try to survive our lives seems so small. Mm -hmm. to, try to, to try to fix so that we can survive better. And I think there's a huge uh, paradigm shift happening right now for humanity, and it's around instead of surviving better than we have, what about actually learning how to thrive as a piece of the puzzle of heaven on earth. Like what would it look like to actually thrive as a piece of the puzzle? Then you wouldn't be so interested in fixing. The, question, the main question that ran your life wouldn't be how do I fix myself so that I can survive better? It would be like what are even the skill sets to thrive? What are the skill sets to dance directly with consciousness? Because gosh darn it, we that can do I forgot. That's who I am. Yeah. It's like, it's a whole different operating system between trying to fix yourself to survive better than you did and actually looking to expand the skill sets to be able to thrive and go direct with consciousness. Yeah. Completely different ways of living. And I love how you talk about it as, you know, what, as a skill set. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it brings it out of magic and into something that feels actually very grounded in, the, in those subatomic particles. Well, you know what? It's not, it's so not, for me, it's completely scientific. Mm -hmm. We, you know, this is not a woo-woo thing for me. Mm -hmm. Because I see holographic, uh, holographically, when I'm talking about the, 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 when I'm sharing that we came from the original space where there, where there was nothing and then there was something in 3D, and then the wisdom of the expansion of civilizations and galaxies and all of that is contained in our subatomic space. It's a truth for me. It's not a, it's not a belief. It's, a, it's an absolute 100% knowing. And so if we are that, how, the only question worth asking is, how do, I, how do I consistently allow myself to be in the embodiment of that knowing? And then if 
all of consciousness decided that I, I should be, then, then all of consciousness must be really interested in my most expansive journey because it's up to learn about itself and to experience all that's possible through this human Ferrari. So how do I drive? Like, what are the skill set? That, that would be the only question worth asking, should we embody that? And there's a, there's a, this is not an intellectual conversation for me or a philosophical conversation for me. It's as you probably witnessed, it's how I live my life. It's, yeah. it's what I, what I pursue. Right. And that's how what makes me so excited by it all because <clears throat> The question really does become, as you say, how do we drive this Ferrari that we have? How do we embody this knowing? And if, as you also, as you said many times over the weekend, the universe has your back, and we've heard that, but you, sure. mean, you mean it quite literally. It, well, it is your back. Yeah. <laughs> it's your sides, it's your front, <laughs> your subatomic spaces, it's your physical space. It's like we're asking the wrong questions. Even when people go and do programs, I mean, even how we market our programs, we don't market to anyone's brokenness. It's not like, are you afraid that you're going to keep her? And I really want people to start to look at this. When you look at how things are marketed, so much on television, on radio, is marketed to what's broken. Like yeah. something's not working. You're broken. Something needs fixing. And we're like, are you kidding me? You're awesome. And we, we communicate what we do in a way that's consistent with the direction of the universe. And trust me, when I tell you, one of the most important people in my business is, um, I call her the congruency manager. <laughs> if it doesn't feel congruent with the flow of consciousness, then she's like, Jennifer, that, that something's off over there. So that's how important it is to us. Yeah, and, and the, the ability to have the discernment to feel within your own cells, within your own body, when it's off, when it's not congruent. Absolutely, and there's an attunement to that. I was talking to a client recently about this, actually. That whole idea of, gosh, I'm just remembering the conversation as we're talking. We were in a one-on-one. -on -one. It was so powerful because... There's something that happens when we start to realize, when we start to this realize physically, like embody the idea that if you're all of consciousness as this vessel, this Ferrari, then the bar for what you're willing to put up with <laughs> has to... Um, Consciousness will always have you struggle if you're not fully owning yourself as the piece of the puzzle of heaven on earth that you are. So struggle is a powerful redirector. Mm -hmm. There's either something off in your beliefs, there's something off in the paradigm in which you hold yourself, especially if you've been struggling for a long time. Definitely the way you understand life is off if you're always struggling. So I'm always looking at the... I'm always looking at how to embody the mode of operating that would shift the beliefs, the thoughts. Like I'm not interested in looking at the thoughts, the beliefs. Da, da, da. I'd right. rather change the right. whole way you look at your life, the whole way you perceive why you were born 
and the piece of the puzzle of heaven and earth that you are so that you can actually embody that. Then your thoughts and beliefs and all those things, all of a sudden the freedom from all of that would change instantly. It's yeah. like, a, it's like a fast track. Exactly. So, Cause you're, you're not right? focusing yep. on, on what's broken. Yeah. And, and what's broken. I love that you say this, this way it becomes uninteresting. It becomes very, like everything that's broken and all the self-analysis becomes kind of boring. Yeah. Because you just want to get on with getting on with it. And then what happens is just go over to you how much you love the idea of receptivity. When, um, when you embody those operating systems and start to understand the skills, what happens is all of the like things start coming to you that have been waiting for sometimes mm -hmm. lifetimes. Yeah. But this woman, I'm going to go back because yes. I want to make yes, sure. Yes, I yes. So it's like she was putting up with things that a divine child of an infinite universe, just, it's just not consistent with the truth of who we are. And it's not, it's not the, the people's fault. Who's who are, who are, giving us um, experiences that feel highly suboptimal. Mm -hmm. It's because we've kept the bar very high on what we'll put. So there's like a whole bunch of stuff that a divine child of an infinite universe is not really designed to experience. And the cool thing is consciousness was giving her some horrible feelings in her body mm -hmm. um, that were trying to redirect her. Um, but her focus was over there with the other people. I've got to fix these other people. Mm -hmm. I've got to make it nice for these other people so that then I can feel at peace, which is putting the locus of control over there with someone else when actually it really is about um, us and changing that fundamental way that we dance with life such that they have to rise up instead of us going down there over with them. Yeah. So they're going to have to, they're going to have to raise their way of being. And that's one of the ways that we change the world. Mm -hmm. It's not about over there, fix you so I can feel better. Yeah. It's about over here, have myself go direct with consciousness. Now I can't help myself. All my thoughts have changed. All my beliefs have changed. And you guys are going to have to come up to me because I'm not going down there anymore. Exactly. I talk about that as, as, as holding a, vib a high vibration. And so if we come to a new place in ourselves where we ha are, are in a, a different vibration than we've been in, yes. people are not necessarily going to at first like it and want to want to, I see, try and bring yeah. you back down to where they're familiar with you. But don't you find, Lori, that there's a lot of talk out there. In fact, someone said that this morning to me. Who was I talking to? Can you remember? It doesn't matter. But I was talking to someone this morning and they said something like, so like we have to go up in frequency and I'm like, yes, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Go up in frequency, sort of, kind of. So we have to hold a higher frequency. Yes, I get that. I get that that is common wisdom, but I'm not talking about hold. That all sounds like work. Yes. Yes. So, mm -hmm. so if we don't want to work at it, it's time to start working with the people, with the experiences in the worlds, mm -hmm. because there, there are, there are, you know, those of us coming forward now, who, 
we talked about this earlier, it takes courage to, to build bridges to what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Um, because it's a different paradigm. It's just a completely different paradigm. It is. It is. Than, than activating a new, you know, raising your frequency, holding a new frequency, meditating, praying, intending. Mm -hmm. It's not any of that. What I'm talking about is very scientific. It's junk DNA in your body was designed to be a bridge or a conduit to um, photon packages of light that carry information from consciousness that if you upgraded your body to have that junk DNA be active again, mm -hmm. if you actually did some work to activate the bridge between your left and cosmic right brain, if you, as you do all of these things, what happens is your default frequency will change without you having to think about, intend, pray, meditate. Because you really can't do it that way. You, 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 can, you can temporarily. That's what I mean. You, you can't, can, you like can't temporarily. Play. Yeah. Yeah, but it just, it's like trying to think, I got to think better thoughts. I got to think better thoughts. Well, thanks. <laughs> change the way you're plugged into consciousness and actually um, upgrade this beautiful vessel that was designed to go direct with consciousness so that you actually just become effectively and efficiently wired to the wisdom that's waiting for you. And all of a sudden, everything becomes a lot less work. So instead of coming at it from, you know, it's like Einstein said, you can't solve a problem with the same consciousness that created it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he said it differently, but you get the gist. That's the idea. Right? That's the idea. So so change the, change the consciousness, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so upgrade the biology so that you become a greater conduit. So yeah. looking, and this all became very... For, very clear to me. I mean, I ran a very large holistic nutrition practice and I knew there was something more because nutrition and all those things are really about fixing, you know, it's like fixing, fixing, fixing. I was looking for reasons why they were in their way. I was looking for belief systems and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, it can't be this. And I was also working on my own health. So I had migraines and all sorts of stuff. And I was like, it can't be this hard. I can't have to do cleanses twice a year for the rest of my life in order to maintain a certain level of like consistent energy. It's yeah. seems so not like nutrition isn't important. Trust me. I eat really well, but there's something about the one eating the food mm -hmm. that has the food transmute. It's a whole other world. Because I even even as I'm talking about this, and forgive me for rambling, even <laughs> as I'm talking about this, I'm thinking of all the people that are that are probably you know I ran a like I had tens of thousands of clients in my nutrition practice. So at first I trained them that like how much food matters, but also how little. I had no idea that the embodiment of who they were mattered more. Yeah. If you actually live at that frequency, you can eat way more. I used to not be able to eat 
um, gosh, chocolate, um, certain spices, mm -hmm. meat, all of those things would make me sick. But as I embody myself more and more, I could eat, I can eat things that I thought I would never be able to eat. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't a question of being so careful about food. It was a question of actually waking up, like waking yeah. up. Waking like, up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, my background is as a psychotherapist mm -hmm. and I had to leave that in that same way because mm -hmm. I've had too many experiences of, of how energy worked so magically. And I, I don't even like that word, but so simply and quickly mm -hmm. and old patterns would just be gone. But okay, it didn't happen via therapy. And I'd see people staying in those same places, repeating the same things, when, wait a minute, there's a whole other way of doing this and of yeah. being as, yeah. we, as we remember, as we wake up. So Yeah, it's interesting. Think of even the word therapy. Uh, you know, it, it implies fixing. And absolutely, and, and something being broken. Yeah. And so... So you talk about practices to bridge ourselves to this default, to a new default way of living. Right. Say something about that and what that might look like or, or what one might look like. Well, there's two aspects of this. One aspect is the aspect of the tools that I specifically use in our programs, which are, we use something called a brain bridge, which has greater wisdom, basically, rewire your logical left brain to a much deeper truth, which entirely changes your biochemistry. Hence, you're going to be someone different to consciousness when you do that. You're, you're giving off different information from those photon packages of light. So that's very powerful. Um, another technology that we use is um, future basically future activations we're looking at what is already in the future trajectory of someone's because of someone's choices that they've made but what already exists in consciousness because of the future trajectory of the choices that you've made in this in every lifetime mm -hmm. so we activate that so we we collapse time and space into now so we get your body generating the chemicals that actually are consistent with that those future trajectories that already exist that as a holographic seer I get to be able to see that and take you with me right so there are tools there's three other tools that we use as well mm -hmm. and what can one do right now like starting now mm -hmm. well one of the most important <laughs> two beginning phase practices that one can start. Mm -hmm. One of them, I just had a conversation yesterday with the client. Um, uh, she's young. She's in her 20s. I love her. <laughs> oh, my God. I love millennials so much. I love them. I love them. I love them. Um, I feel like I was born in the wrong age. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, we were, she asked me just like the best question. She goes, I said to her, so what about these emotions you have come up? She said, yes. She said, my mom and I were talking about it last night 
And what we talked about was um, just like being a witness or an observer of my emotions. Mm -hmm. And I said, mm -hmm. sounds like a little bit of work though. She said, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't know what else to do. What's so, so why do you say it like that? Like, what else is there? If I'm not going to mm -hmm. observe instead of being at the affect of my emotions, mm -hmm. I said, well, here's the thing. Let's talk about emotions for a sec. So this is something everyone can do. Okay. So I'm going to have to explain it first and I'll say, okay. So I said, let's just talk about emotions for a while. I'm going to say emotional reactions. I'm not talking about instincts. I'm not talking about intuition. Those are like feelings. Mm -hmm. Let's put, let's put those infinite wisdom, the language of consciousness that's speaking to you. That's different. Let's talk about emotional reactions for a second. If you can become masterful at understanding what they are so that you operate with them differently, that would be a beginning point. That would be an excellent practice to get you out of the way mm -hmm. so that you can receive the activations in the work that she and I were doing together and she's going to be doing get out of your way coming up. And I'm like, if you really want the, the, the like million dollar experience, then this would be a great practice. So she went, okay, I'm in. <laughs> of course. <laughs> right. So I said, like, let's look at emotions. And since you are a psychotherapist, my dear, mm -hmm. you will so get this. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, so I'll ask you the same questions I asked her. Okay. I'm sure everyone will be answering them the same way. Okay, cool. So, for instance, did you have traumas that happened earlier in your life? Of course. Of course. I and did, did you have, you probably had traumas in other lifetimes too, right? Yes. Sure. So in your inner, in your in your soul's body, in your spirit's body, you still contain some of those traumas energetically. Like the 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 charge of it is still in there. You get what I'm saying? I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then in your physical body. You know, for me, I remember, um, let's see, what's one of them? Oh my gosh. So I have monocular vision. So uh, my vision is off. And also, um, it makes me a little bit uncoordinated sometimes. So when I was in grade three, my teacher loved me so much. He saved me for last in the high jump because I'm five foot 10. But the problem is, I misjudged the distance because my distance meter is off. Mm -hmm. So, so as I was running up, to it, I actually slipped in the mud because I realized it was too close. Then I hit the bar, flew over the mat, and landed in a mud pile. <sighs> so what I made up about myself, because it was traumatizing because everyone in my class laughed at me. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, I thought, just thought to myself, I don't want to do things in front of people. I don't want to try to be shiny. I'm going to shut off my shininess. It's not good to be picked out by the teacher or appreciative or, you know, I'm just going to keep myself in the shadow. I became like incredibly, incredibly shy. So I changed my way of being. And for a great deal of time in my life, you could not get me in front of people. Clearly that has changed. Clearly. But that's, yes, that's because of the embodiment. And you probably have a few things like that, if not hundreds too, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That if someone put you in front of people, you would just instantly have a reaction and you'd have a behavior associated with the emotions that came up. Yeah. Correct? 
Yeah, no, I, I know that very well. And and while the, all so much because of my own work has moved with that, I, mm -hmm. I absolutely recognize what you're saying. So what I said to her was this, your brain creates protective mechanisms. The protective mechanisms have you be extremely aware. There's something called the reticular activating device in the back of your brain. Mm -hmm. And it makes little decisions about what you're aware of to make sure A, you stay safe, or B, you're doing something inspiring, or C, you're getting affirmed on something. But it's looking for things, it's collecting evidence. All of this allows your brain to collect evidence for things. Mm -hmm. So if it finds something that looks like the, you know, I don't know, dark hair, blue eyed boy that beat you up when you were five years old, and you see a dark hair, blue eyed guy that kind of looks like him, there's going to be an emotional reaction. Mm -hmm. So I said, listen, what if that's just a bunch of chemicals? Because mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm, it is indeed. Yeah. So the thing that like, what is it that gives you an emotional reaction? Mm -hmm. It's actually based on a perception that then the feeling comes the feeling you have is based on a bunch of chemicals that surge through your body. That's what gives you the feeling. So, so are you saying, okay, perception, what, what comes first? Perception, chemicals, emotion, or feeling? Or the observation comes first mm -hmm. of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Then what happens is the neurosynaptic highway kicks in that says, oh my God, this looks a lot like back then. Mm -hmm then the neurosynaptic highway says this time is appropriate for fear and it tells your body to emit all the chemicals associated with being afraid mm -hmm. or anxious yeah. or unlovable or whatever, whatever it, is. it is. Yeah. Right. So now if it's just a biological reaction, is it possible to simply watch it come up without observing it, without getting involved and just know, just go, Oh, that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. without analyzing it, without finding something wrong. If it's just a biological mm -hmm. trigger because of a neurosynaptic belief system, then at some level it's actually possible to just be childlike in your curiosity mm -hmm. about watching mm -hmm. all of these different neurosynaptic highways that trigger chemicals in your body understanding that gives you a little bit of power. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I, I think curiosity is, is crucial for being able to then shift that and, and, and get space so that it doesn't move into the emotion. So watch. What you get curious about mm -hmm. is you get curious about the neurosynaptic highway you created. Mm -hmm. You don't investigate it. Uh -huh. You don't start getting involved in it, but you just go, wow, would you look at that? I have this a safety mechanism there. Yeah. Okay, next. Oh, would you look at that? I have a safety mechanism there. Would you look at that? Next. And as you get more neutral yeah. about the chemicals, the chemical reaction in your body based on a protective mechanism probably made up when you were, by the way, this does not diminish what happened to you at 10. No, no, not at all. No, it doesn't, it doesn't 
diffuse how horrible it was. In fact, that your brain made such a synaptic highway, clearly it was really horrific. But that happened when you were five and 10 years old. So as we start to realize that it's still affecting us, we just begin to watch with interest. Don't collect evidence. You really don't have to write them down. It's fine. It's just watching all of the mechanisms go, wow, I have a lot of those. Mm-hmm. It's a start. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do about it. Don't fix it. And then you want to make the distinction between that and an intuition. Mm-hmm. An intuition or an instinct doesn't come from inside your body. It gets given to your body mm-hmm. through, photon, through photon packages of light. Yes. It comes from outside. Yeah. That is energy received. No, that's 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 a reception with your body of something that isn't connected to the past. Right. Mm-hmm. So so it's completely different, those feelings. So the first is to recognize the distinction between the two. Mm-hmm. And when people tell you your emotional reactions aren't real, no, they are very real. They're so real, there's chemicals going off in your body and you're feeling like something that happened in the past is happening all over again. So that realization that it's a chemical reaction, just it diffuses some of the power that those emotional reactions have over us. That would be a start. Mm-hmm. There's a second thing, though. Okay. And uh, that has to do with experiencing firsthand the fact that, hmm, do we want to do that one? So this same client, after I explained that to her, I said, so listen, just watch. Just watch all the chemical reactions going off on your body that are based on neurosynaptic protective highways that are keeping you from being in danger. Not bad, not wrong, don't judge. Mm-hmm. She said, wow, that's powerful. I said, yeah, but you can't just stay there because you spend the rest of your life looking at all the... Right, yeah. <laughs> Where's the action? <laughs> <laughs> right, what do I have to do about it? Well, first you've got to get ne- neutral and realize what's going on. Yes, So the second is actually activating your connection to the cosmos. So we can do that real quick, meaning our pineal gland and our third eye, that area of your body is a very interesting area of your body because, uh, I mean, if you look at the ancient Egyptians and you look at many, many different mythological or magical um, civilizations, you'll see that there's some representation of the shape of the pineal gland. In fact, when you look at the eye of Ra as drawn in detail, it's exactly the shape of the pineal gland. You can look it up online right now and you'll see it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the pineal gland, as they understood, it was the portal to the multidimensional universe. Um, and for most civilizations that access deeper, deeper consciousness, they use medicinal, um, products like ayahuasca or cocoa or, or cacao or, um, you know, whatever it is, you know, they were using different cacti or, Mm -hmm. and they would use some kind of medicinal stuff to access it. 
Now that was an activation for this time in humanity, but what I know for sure is myself, uh, a lot of millennials, um, definitely um, people who are looking to embody themselves can do that without the medicine. You actually don't need to um, infuse your body with substances to actually access that place. Exactly. So one of the things is when you start to embody the ability to be able to go there, you become an activator of that. How? Because the every living thing emanates photon packages of light, Lori. So these photon packages of light come out of our 75 trillion cells. Mm -hmm. Every millisecond, you're emanating information about who you are, the bridges you've built, the healing you've done. And people are also picking it up through their receptor sites and their telomeres in their body. And when they receive those bridges, it actually creates possibility for them to heal. So each mm -hmm. person is a conduit for whatever it is that they've healed or an active a trigger for whatever it is they haven't healed. Mm -hmm. so either a trigger or a bridge. So and we can talk about that for the next, you know, hour. But okay. Well, right? <laughs> so um so mm -hmm. we actually are sending and receiving those, but as an intellectual concept, it's interesting, mm -hmm. but as an experience, it's a whole different thing. So do you want to experience the exchange of photons for a second? Bodily, physically, okay. uh -huh. just for fun. Kids yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's just all close our eyes and let's put the world outside of us. Let's just put the world outside of us. So put it like a mile away, put the world, put dinner, the kids, like let's just put everything outside of us. And let's imagine right now that you have 70, well, 30 to 75 trillion, give or take a 10 trillion cells. And those cells have receptor sites and the telomeres at the end of your chromosomes have receptor sites and those receptor sites receive information not only as chemicals from your body so that your cells can tell each other what to do. But of course your body needs to know how to run as well. And the information from infinite wisdom in order for your body to run without you having to consciously instruct it, the consciousness that instructs your body comes from outside of you through photon packages of light. Those photon packages of light are sent and received to and from your body millisecond by millisecond by the trillions. Because consciousness wanted to have an experience as human. So in order to infuse a human with life, life force, photon packages of light contain the information. Every shift you make, every healing that you go through, every new awareness that comes to you, that opens you up and frees you, even maybe some today, become a part of you and the information gets carried with you, through you, and out into the universe about it's possible to heal whatever it is that you, it's possible to be aware of whatever it is that you're newly aware of. Those bridges, those little photon packages of light contain through frequencies, tones, geometries, 
and various and sundry things that we don't really understand within the photon packages of light. It contains the information or the possibility for that to happen anywhere in the universe once it emanates from you. And others will pick up on that. So what that means is that it's an act of love to heal. It's an act of love for humanity to actually build bridges of new understanding. And we said that the fabric of the universe is actually love. It's moving forward and out. It's creating upon creation, finding new ways towards more harmony. We're wired for it. So as we talk about this, let's imagine that every one of our trillions of cells is going, yes, 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 yes. Every one of your trillions, bring your consciousness to the level of your cells. All of your cells saying yes to this. Yes. I am being loved up by consciousness. I am being loved by consciousness through infinite wisdom infusing me full of the life force that comes into my cells minute by minute and not just the life force but the ability for me to be all that I was ever born to be is already existent in consciousness as photon packages of light that I can receive. Now, now let's just skip over to nature for a moment. It may seem like it's a different thing. But imagine the trees and plants, which is true, give off oxygen that we breathe in, and we give off something that they breathe in as well. So it's a perfect symbiotic relationship that we have. It's an act of love, what trees do for us. And imagine that the exchange of photon packages of light between humans is the same pretty much as breathing, but it's telomeric breathing. Imagine now that as you breathe in oxygen, just as a metaphor, you're also breathing in packages of innate wisdom. And as you breathe out through your cells, through your skin, you are breathing out photon packages of light that travel around the earth seven times in a second. Every new awareness you come upon reaches the earth, the entire earth, seven times in one second. Imagine the speed at which you are exchanging life force to and from consciousness. Feel the surge of photon packages of light as you breathe in oxygen. And as you breathe out, Feel the surge of information going back to consciousness about every teeny tiny new awareness you've ever had. Every new asking, every new prayer, every new everything. And then feel those photon packages of light then being received again from consciousness in response to that asking, that prayer, that intent, that new awareness. Be aware of the telomeres within the cells of your skin just drinking up the photons. Feel those photons going to your glands and organs. Feel yourself awaken. Feel the love of consciousness that if you walked around being aware of this all the time, you'd hardly be able to stand yourself, really. 
Just breathe in. I really think these are just packages of love, honestly. Pure love, just like oxygen, pure love. Unconditional life force that you don't have to do anything for. It really is how consciousness works. So if you ever thought you have trouble receiving, just remember, no, you don't. <laughs> Whether you're aware of this or not, this is happening behind the scenes all the time. And just take a big breath in and a big breath out. Feel the gratitude. Allow yourself to just sink into the coolness of that, just the grooviness of that. So cool when we take our consciousness to this level. And on the third breath you breathe, big breath in. And as you do your second breath on the third breath, you're just gonna breathe your eyes open. You're gonna breathe yourself back to the present, back to here in 3D. So that is where your instincts and your intuition comes from. That's how you get guided to meet certain people at certain times, how you turned left on the highway instead of right and there was a big accident. And we can live that way all the time. That's the kind of upgrade to your operating system with all of life that I'm talking about. But learning that language is actually a thing. The first, yeah, the first step is this, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? This is the first step. Yeah. And I feel like that, that language opens the doors. It's, it's part of that brain bridge that you talk about or that mind bridge. Yeah. And um, I, I feel so, so grateful in my own body right now because I feel that connection with all there is. And it, it's, you know, even as I look at you, and because I know, you know, everybody else is listening to us, but I'm getting to look at you as we're doing this. Yes. And I look at you, and all I see is light. Mm. Uh, it's like, you know, your whole face is transformed into something else. How is that? We could say that's you. We could say that's my eyes. We could say it whatever, but um, that's my experience. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty, it's pretty magical. And remember, this is the foundation. So I don't know about you, but my whole body tingles when I do that. It's still buzzing. Like it just, like, oh, absolutely. Body buzz. And so I, I want you to talk for a few minutes about what's coming up in a couple of weeks. And, and, and that is your get out of your own way program. Um, yeah. It's coming up really, really quickly. I know. <laughs> a couple of weeks. And so say something about that. You've referenced it a couple of times, but I don't want to um, give it short shrift. Well, and what I've done just for um, your listeners, if they actually um, would like to participate, I'm, I'm happy to um, offer something, but get out of your own way is all about going direct with consciousness. It's all about learning that language. It's all about the mastery of the skills. It's like the difference between, it's about distinguishing and then mastering the difference between always listening at being at the affect of your emotions or your identities, like your, your, the roles and responsibilities that you've taken on or um, being in the flow with all consciousness and every second of every day. So it's your interest. It, it distinguishes between the interest, you being really interested in, 
like constantly managing your emotions or um, being interested in learning the language of how to dance directly with consciousness so that you're always free. And so that's why those two exercises are so important because he did one exercise about the emotions and how they come up and how most people just react to the emotions. And it literally takes you out of the conversation with consciousness. Yeah. So doesn't, you, exist. doesn't exist then. Right. I mean, to us to, yeah. Right. And so what we want to do is in get out of your way to going direct with uh, conscious with the, your own innate wisdom, not mine, yours. What that means is learning the language that's coming through you so that you can develop the skills to be able to go direct with consciousness as opposed to constantly managing and keeping yourself in survival mode. Mm -hmm. It is possible for every human being, and I've seen it doesn't matter how many tens of thousands of people I work with, it is possible for any and every human being to be able to live in fluidity and thrive in their relationships, in abundance, in every single way. So. Mm -hmm. So that's what get out of it. It's, it's uh, it literally is getting out of the universe's way. So that's what's happening on the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of March. Woohoo! Yay! Just, just around the corner. And so you have offered something really, really generous to our listeners. Yes. Um, we have offered um, using the code interview. Um, just the word in capital letters interview. They want to go to the wideawakening.com forward slash going direct. That's where you'll find out more about get out of your own way. And then if you would like to get um, 30% off, uh, you can actually put in the code interview and get 30% off doing get out of your own way. And that means in person or, um, or online. You can stay where you are and do it online. When you come in person, I actually get to work with you individually. So I do a reading on your hologram and there's just, I call you beforehand and we talk for 20 minutes before you even come to get out of your way. If you do it online, um, people who do it online always say, I can't believe it's more powerful in person. You know, so because they're always astounded by how powerful it is right. just by doing it, um, you know, in their own. Some people feel they can receive better when they do it in their own space. Mm. So, and some people are just live. They know they need to do it live. So yeah. I would follow that. And, and having experienced you live, I want to say if anybody can get to Asheville, North Carolina for this, please do it. Please do it. I'm going to be there online because I just was in Asheville, North Carolina last weekend. And I just can't find my way back there again so fast. But, um, yeah. but anyway, that those are the, those two options are out there. If you, you know, feel the, the, if you feel the calling, if you feel like this is the universe inviting you. Yes, it is. Yeah. And the funny thing, thank you, Lori. Thank you so much. One of the things we only have 18 people live, like we only accept 18 people live. So, um, we still have, I think four spots. So I know they'll fill up this week. So if someone is really excited, I would hop right on that. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. And you yeah. also have, you, I'm going to put this in the, all of this in their, in their show notes. So, you know, look down below wherever you're, you're, um, connecting with this from, um, you've got a, a workshop, a free workshop link of what are the symptoms of thriving versus surviving? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that just helps people, like it helps you really see if you are in surviving mode. Or even worse, sometimes it's like very slippery because you're in surviving better mode and you actually think you're in thriving when you're actually not in thriving. Mm -hmm. So much more when you switch the way you operate with life. So, um, yeah, so uh, that is a really powerful activation. I think it's only 18 minutes, really easy to listen to, and I think it gives a really good outline. Uh, and then the other thing is, we have, you remember the brain bridges? Uh-huh. So the brain bridges that we do over and over and over again, examples of really powerful brain bridges from Get Out of Your Own Way, if you want to experience what a brain bridge is like, we do the first three days of the 12 days of awakening, and it would be amazing preparation for get out of your own way to do those three days. And even if you never did get out of your own way, they are super powerful um, ways that you get your left brain to free your life up a whole bunch so that you're not having to be in control so much. And where do they, how do they do that? How do they get to that? That is at the wideawakening.com forward slash three days, oddly enough. <laughs> and it's the number three. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure we get all of that into um, everybody's hands so that people aren't left hanging. Yeah. Um, Jennifer, thank you so much for this rich time. I, you know, I, I want to continue and I just know, you know, I don't want it to get too long and people get too like, Oh, okay. I got to run now. But, um, Thank you. Thank you for, to, from the bottom of my heart for your willingness to share in this kind of way with the world. Oh, thank you so much, Lori. I, you know, it was like love at first chat. So I, uh, I know that you're all about uh, heartfully and authentically waking up people to what's possible because, you know, this world is ready for a big old shift to more harmony and understanding. And it starts with each of us. And I know that you are absolutely a conduit for that. Mm. So thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. And remember to go to www.thewideawakening.com. And then I'll put the rest of the things in the notes. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm so, thank you. Just deeply grateful, Lori. Thank you again for having me. Yeah, our pleasure. And thanks to our listeners for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination of your journey. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, and more. And for even more illumination and inspiration for your journey, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at thebacajourney.com. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.